Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, it's been about 24 to 48 hours of some degree of relief in the wildfire situation in the interior, but the reality is wildfires continue to burn and evacuation orders and alerts are up and people are moving into evacuation centers. We bring in Michael Getz, the mayor of Merritt. And the reason why I like talking to Michael Getz is his community is in kind of like a unique position or a unique location. He's got fires to the west, fires to the north and fires to the east and is also in a wildfire area himself, even though there isn't currently a big wildfire right there. Let's bring in Mike. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining us. We know that Merritt has been welcoming evacuees from different areas. How are you guys holding up? We're doing really good, Bruce. Uh, We are lucky, as you say, but uh, one of the situations that changes us a little bit is because of the wildfires we had in 2021 that pretty much burnt a lot of the uh, standing timber uh, around us, like the fire from Lytton ran all the way to William, uh, Logan Lake and took a lot of the fuel out of the ground. And then we had the Juliet Creek just out going on the Coquihalla. So we have lost a fair amount of timber around here, but we are surrounded by fire at this point in time. And we're being very aware of it, but we're doing good. And uh, we are accepting uh, people from wherever they need to come. And we're getting them uh, fed, clothed, and in hotels and comfortable until they can return home. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. I uh, was up in Merritt, well, actually twice this summer, but uh, the first time was back in June, and I remember seeing so many areas of burned land all the way around Merritt, and I thought, oh, boy. Uh, but I guess if there is a good sign to this, some of the fuel supply is gone. Um, with the lit evacuations, that's one of the areas, smaller fires for sure, fewer people for sure, but still, if you're in Lytton, that doesn't help because you've had to move out of your community again and you're still on evacuation order. It's true for some of the areas in the Fraser Canyon. Merritt is not, by the way, all that terribly close to Lytton for those that want to know the geography. But still, you've opened your doors to Lytton. How's that working out? Oh, actually, great. We took the, uh, in 2021, when the, the community burned, we had... Our ESS was open here for five and a half months. We took in all of uh, Lytton, all of Logan Lake, all of Lower Nicola, uh, all of uh, Tunkwa Lake area. We had so many people in our community. Uh, and to be honest with you, Bruce, we still have some evacuated Lytton people that are here two years later that are still uh, in our community waiting for theirs to get rebuilt. So uh, a lot of the Lytton people this go-round have gone to uh, Lillooet. And we we've taken in about forty um, lit and re, uh, refu- oh, I don't want to call, you know the affected, and I think we've taken in about thirty from West Kelowna. But the West a lot of the West Kelowna people have been cleared to return home. So uh, my brother and his wife were evacuated from West Kelowna. They spent four days with us, 
and my wife and I volunteer at ESS. So uh, we're right in the thick of things when this happens. So my, my brother basically was here and had an empty house because we were at uh, ESS for uh, pretty much for three straight days getting people uh, set up and, and into hotels. And uh, just want to say thank you to our local group here, uh, hotels and food outlets and uh, the clothing stores and all the stores in town that uh, accept the vouchers and with no question and help these people who are evacuated uh, to be able to settle and have peace of mind while they wait to return home. It really goes a long way to help these people. Sure does. Mike, I just want to take a sidestep and go back to something you had mentioned there because it caught me a little bit by surprise, but it also answers a question I've had to me about what happened to the people from Lytton two years ago. Not everyone is still in the community. Where are they? Uh, Now I'm getting uh, the first idea for myself that some of them are staying in Merritt, even right now, even as we talk. What is the deal with that? We still have some some evacuees here. Uh, A lot of the other evacuees have uh, moved in with families um, that are not in Lytton. They're waiting for Lytton to be rebuilt. And um, those that are here will eventually return home and, um, you know, we'll look after them as long as we need to. Um, This becomes a provincial situation. I mean, ESS is set up basically for 72 hours, basically a five-day situation. But then after a certain point in time, Red Cross and the government step in to continue to look after them. But, yes, we still have some Lytton people here uh, from 2021. And now we have some Lytton people. Some of the Lytton people that we served in 2021 are here again in 2022. So uh, we kind of recognize each other. It's kind of an outstanding joke that we get to see them every other year. And uh, which, you know, even though ESS, and it's a very stressful time, when they come through the door and they see the same workers, um, they feel, uh, you know, like it's a sense of knowledge. We know each other and they know they're going to be looked after. So, um, yeah, we get to see some, uh, we're not calling them regulars and we don't want to, but we get to, we're get getting to see some of the families that we actually helped two years ago. It's a unique situation in 2023 uh, to be welcoming them back, uh, some of them uh, two years later, some that never left. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about, and still a big focus right now, is on some of the fires uh, to the north of you uh, in the shoe swap. You've heard some of the stories about uh, evacuation alerts and evacuation orders and some people staying in the areas and uh, and protecting their homes no matter what. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I was flooded in 2021 and I was evac- evacuated from my home. But I returned as quickly as I could because I had seven feet of water in my basement and winter was coming. And I knew that if I did not get back in to get that pumped out, I would have lost my home. Foundations would have pushed out because everything would have frozen solid. So I chose to return as well. Now, evacuation orders work in a certain way. Uh, If I'm a mayor and and I throw out an evacuation order, um, you will be given the order to leave. But it's up to you to leave. If you choose not to leave, that's your call. Uh, but you're on your own, and then you have to stay on your property. The minute you come off your property, you can be removed. Some people stay behind because they feel that they can save their homes, and this is all some people have, and they know you know, uh, some people are hitting retirement age. They don't want to lose what they have, so they will stay to the bitter end. And um, I, I can't say as I blame them because I had the same mindset in 2021 when my whole community was underwater, and uh, a lot of us realized we had to come home, so we found ways to get back into the community, even though we realized it was a bad idea to be here, but uh, we had to save our homes, and I can see where they're coming from. So for me, it's 
I'm right on the fence on that. Uh, I don't want anybody to stay, see anybody stay behind and get in trouble or get hurt. But I also know that they know what their land looks like and they know what they can protect. But then they do put um, the fire department and uh, some of the rescuers in a predicament where they could get hurt trying to get them out. So it's a very tough line to uh, to walk. Uh, and everybody will walk it differently. And uh, that's that's kind of where it goes. Yeah, it's a tough one indeed. Um you know, the other thing is, and this is especially true with Meriton area, you're in horse and cattle country and somebody's got to take care of livestock quite often. Uh, what are you hearing about that from some of the areas uh, that are the wildfire evacuation zones right now? Is Merritt able to take in some of the horses, some of the cattle? Is there any movement into your community for that? We do have the... Uh Part of our area for uh, rehoming, we do have the rodeo grounds, which has, I think, 25 stalls for horses. And we actually do have the rodeo grounds. And uh, up around Lum Lum Lake, there is the uh, wild uh, horsemen uh, have set up corrals up there uh, and some horses. And, and most of the time, uh, a lot of farmers just turn their cattle loose, let them run. Because, co- you know, animals will run away from fire and eventually they'll come back home. Um, but horses, we, we are able to uh, board horses here, and we have in the past. And we're able to board dogs. We have a, a group that takes dogs and cats uh, from some of the evacuees because some of the hotels won't take them. So we do have that covered now. I mean, we can't cover everybody. If somebody shows up and says, I've got 1,100 head of cattle, well, there's not much we can do about that. But if they show up and they have four horses or something, yes, we can accommodate them. That's not a problem. Mike, uh, you know, one of the people we had on the show just uh, in the last hour was Greg Kylo. Uh, Shoe Swap MLA. I know you do know who he is. Uh, He stressed uh, that when I asked the question, and a good question, I think, uh, is there a disconnect between people that are policymakers in Victoria and those who live in areas like, in his case, a shoe swap? He said, absolutely. And I've got to ask you, do you agree with him? Well, I don't know if there's a disconnect. I think what ends up happening is People who live in the bigger cities like Surrey, Abbotsford, uh, Vancouver, do not have to experience things like wildfires. Us that live out in the interior and southern interior, we experience it all the time and and we know uh, what we're looking at. And I'm not saying it's a disconnect. I think what really needs to happen here in the future, Bruce, and this year is a classic example, is we really need to start asking some hard questions on how we're going to mitigate the forests, keep communities safe, and make sure that, uh, you know, we don't have uh, fire after fire threatening community over and over and over again. Um, it's time to have a, a frank conversation uh, with uh, larger um, uh, fire breaks uh, closer to cities, maybe moving trees back up a kilometer up every hill that, where trees are touching the community barriers. I mean, we've got to start doing something. In the Kelowna fire, some of those embers were hitting 30,000 feet in the air and flying so we have to have a conversation. I don't know if there's a disconnect. I think what we need to do is I think we need to uh, help educate some of our, our um, provincial people. UBCM is coming up. I plan on speaking to the Premier, Minister Ralston, Minister Kang, Minister Ma, about the future of what our, our, our fire mitigation and our, our fire protection can be. Um, you know, are, are our planes getting antiquated? Do we need to start looking at maybe uh, looking at different contractors that are flying uh, planes, etc.? There's a lot of questions that have to be asked here, and uh, mitigation of the forest floor is one of them. We all know that we've got a ton of bug kill out there that is standing, and they're just like matches. They're dry and dead. Some of this stuff has to be knocked down, so... 
there's a lot. I don't think it's a disconnect. I think it's the fact that we all need to talk and get our points out there, pick the best points, and then move towards a solution that's good for all of the people that are living in areas that that could have possibly be uh, ravaged by wildfire. Well, fair enough. And I think communication is going to be important. So all hands are talking to each other. And if there's anything that comes out of this uh, fire season, I hope it is uh, some sort of consortium or bringing together of people so they can have those very important talks. There are lessons to be learned. Uh, One of the things I came across, and I don't know how you feel about this, not a provincial thing, but a federal thing, evacuees in national parks can go in and tent for free right now. Um, To me, it just seems like a bonehead uh, move out of a place like Ottawa where they're uh, thinking, you know, just pitch a tent, you'll be fine. Uh, Makes no sense to me. But no, you know, uh, working, uh, and this is why I encourage most people who are mayors and councillors to join their local ESS. I've been at this since 2021, and when you see people come through the door that have been evacuated at 10.30 at night or 3.30 in the morning, first of all, they look like they've come from a war zone. They're shocked. They're upset. And you learn very quickly that you can't just pitch a tent somewhere and wait it out. These people are worried about everything from where's the rest of my family to uh, is my home going to be there when I get back? Do I have insurance? Absolutely. We need need communities to uh, be aware that you can't just pitch a tent and hope things go by. You have to be there for these people. I appreciate that. And for time, I'm going to have to cut you there. But absolutely what I said, Michael Getz, always a pleasure, Mayor of Merit.